start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go. It's perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. What's going on, everybody? This is episode 129 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. In the past few weeks, we've been talking about like summer deer prepping, like food plots and stuff. We're taking a break from that. Me, Nick, and Tom are all here. And uh, we have a guest that we've heard from several times, uh, my father, Frank. Howdy. How's everybody today? And uh, he just got back from Alaska a few days ago. So taking a break from deer hunting, and we're moving up to Alaska to talk about what you had going on up there. And... Always a good time when you're up there. Always lots of crazy stories, big animals. So we're excited to talk to you about it. Well, thanks for having me on again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so how long were you up there this time? Oh, four weeks. Four weeks? Yep. We did uh, two 10-day hunts, uh, and then you got your, your prep work on either end. So, and What part of Alaska were you in? We were southwest Alaska. This time we ended up on the Mulchatna River. Uh that's uh, part of the Nushigak River drainage. So the uh, I guess last year we were down on the Cockwalk, so it was kind of we hadn't been up there in the springtime in a while. I was gonna say so, you normally don't go up. Yeah, there Yeah, we in don't the normally go up that way, but that's kind of where the spring took us this year. Mm-hmm. So was any particular reason that you decided to head up that way this time? Well, this the way that we do our spring hunt. Uh, on the river is we're basically looking for winter moose carcasses you know moose that died in the winter due to crossing the river poor health whatever any carcasses we can find on the river that's going to become our go-to spot now the to, brown bears uh, the brown bears not Chris. correct they're coastal coastal browns where we're at they don't shoo the black bears away from those areas yeah well we yeah they do keep the black bears there, to, to I've never seen a black bear up or in that area. Yeah. We, oh, you were on a brown bear hunt. Yeah. Yes. This is all. Oh, coast, okay. Is all I thought you were browns. up there black bear hunting. No, no, we have very, very few black bears in that area. Okay. Um, so, they just they don't co- cohabitate very well. But uh, but we ended up up the up the Mulchatna this time, uh, basically because that's where we were finding the carcasses that we needed to. So you, hunt. Were, so, so you and it can scouting. be a moose carcass, it can be a caribou carcass, you know, it can be any kind of, you know, leftover winter carnage that uh, that allows us to have a spot that's going to be an attractant to a brown bear. Now, are they? Is it pretty common to find a carcass? Is are they every couple miles down the river, or how far? No, it's there's. That's why we were all the way up the Mulchatna, which it's where we were at was a hundred mile boat ride from our our base in Ekwok and that's just that's where we had to go to find a few carcasses this time last year when we were down there I was on the Cockwalk which was I mean a half hour from from our base and we had 
it was just the way the winter was and the way breakup was and stuff. We had a half a dozen moose carcasses over a 30 mile stretch of the cockwalk. And this year there wasn't a single carcass on that river, but we found a few up the Mulchatna. So it, uh, it's a lot of work, a lot of time and, and expense to go put your hours in in a boat looking and trying to find these things. And, and you got to do that before clients get there, right? Correct. Correct. And, and even while the clients are there, you're always looking because you never know when the river is going to spit out another one, you know, and so the if beach you, at some place. If you find a moose carcass or a caribou carcass <clears throat> on the river, does a grizzly bear know about it? Brown bear. Tongue. Uh, brown bear. Uh, brown bear. The, the brown grizzly. It's really, it's really not that big a difference. So, but uh, they usually find them. It's very rare that, that one of those things washes up onto the bank, gets caught in a, you know, sweeper of the log jam or something they find them and they get them pulled up on the bank well, that and, time of year there's really nothing else up there for them. i mean there's there's no salmon in the river to speak correct. of there's no berries growing on the tundra it's yeah the, the only berries left are what froze into the tundra from the year before and mm-hmm. they're not i mean the bears will eat them don't get me wrong but it's it's not that plentiful harvest yeah. like you see in the fall you know but um so and we do spend some time you know, like when we were up there on the Mulchatna this year, we had areas where we could get out onto the tundra, do some hiking on the hills and glass and stuff like that. But, um, and we didn't have any luck with that this year. I mean, all the, the bears that we did kill were all off of those carcasses that we found. And, uh, but that's, that's just the way that hunt works. You know, it's, it's not that you won't find one out on the tundra. We do look for them and stuff, but 99 percent of the time our success comes off those moose carcasses or in this this year we had a caribou carcass we found a caribou that washed up so well well bears eat uh bear carcass like so if they, you kill something on the river edge you skin it out there can you hunt that carcass or as long as you don't move it you can hunt it all right if you can't start yeah, transporting it around right okay so yes you can you can hunt that bear carcass uh very rare Okay, so had, they, they know they have i mean i've seen where bears lead other bears like that but it's you know it's it's rare and we'll, we'll keep track of those you know if that situation works out all right but it seems like we've had our best luck if we kill a bear off one of those moose we try to get the carcass out of there and away from it so uh, at that point we can't hunt that carcass anymore but it's it's more productive for us to leave to, the moose carcass to, still there. To, yeah, keep that moose carcass there without, you know, you, you kill an eight-and-a-half, nine-foot boar and leave them there. Well, sometimes that odor bothers other bears, sometimes it doesn't. But Fair we enough. don't want to take the chance of it, you know, keeping another eight-foot bear from coming in that someone might want to shoot, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, if you get a, you know, ten-foot, he'll, he'll probably still wait in anyways and just, not care but mm-hmm. but we t- we've been trying to get those carcasses away and uh to try to keep that that meat carcass whether it's moose or caribou or whatever open and active and, and more favorable to to other bears because even if a sow comes down and finds it you know you don't know she might be coming into heat and that's going to attract another boar mm-hmm. you know so now you've got you know sow down there feeding she's coming into heat you've got food you've got stink from that you know, a lot of reasons for another boar to, to show up and uh, and want to be there. So it's it's not the most exciting hunt until things start happening. You know, it's a lot of just sitting and waiting. But uh, but like I said, we do we do float the river in the 
peak of the day and you might catch one working a river banks or something like that um, again not the most common way of of seeing them but it, it can happen you know i did i did float up on one bear this spring that uh, was a decent bear probably uh, it was probably close to eight foot you know not a not a monster but but it's it was, a big bear for most well, people. For, up there. Yeah, it's it's uh, for our area. You know, I tell the guys that come up if if you have a chance at an eight foot bear, you should unless you've killed a couple, you should probably take the opportunity. You know, and I'm not telling you to do it, but that's a good representation of a brown bear for our area. And uh, and we I mean, we've killed some big bears, and one of the out one of the guys this year killed an absolute stud. I mean, it was. It was huge. It had a 30-inch score on the skull green. And there's... Well a, over Boone and Crockett. Well over Boone and Crockett. So... What was the length of that one? How, that that how one squared it? out over 10 feet. It was like a 10-4 bear. But, Which I know uh, that doesn't necessarily <clears throat> correlate to its score. No, to, it's, no, it's just the, the head. The height, yeah, the height is what it is. And it, it squared out real square, too. It was, you know... 10-4 wide and 10-4 long, I mean, which is that's un- not really common, uncharacteristic. Yeah. They're usually about a foot wider than they are long. So for whatever reason, this, that's just the way this bear was shaped, and so be it. But he had... Oh, the head, you the showed head. us that picture. The head in, sitting in yeah. that guy's lap is absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it wasn't like Except there was we'll, trick photography in there. That yeah. bear was just a stunt. We'll have to blur his face or something. <laughs> I'd like to let people see that one. Yeah, yeah. that thing's ridiculous. Yeah. No, shout out to Big Tony. He was the one that that, uh, that found that one this year. That's two years in a row for Tony. Yeah, the one he got Killing, last year was almost 10 feet. Yeah, it was, an, it was over nine and a half. Yeah. It was, so wow. two years in a row, Tony got the big bear in the springtime. And uh, we're all jealous of it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the way it goes. He hunts, mm-hmm. hard, he hunts hard and he, he puts his time in. He takes care of his clients and that's what happens. So. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, but no, we had uh, had a great hunt this year. We had two groups of three guys. So there was uh, myself, Six. Brad Barron, uh, who you guys yep. have uh, yep, we've talked to talked with here. before. So I'm not afraid to throw his first and last name out there. The other guide in camp was Bo. Uh, so the three of us had three clients each of the two ten day hunts, and we went two for three on both seasons. Uh, the first season we had three fantastic guys. From North Carolina, give a big shout out to Chad, JJ, and Rance. Uh, absolute cream of the crop when it comes to to clients. Everything you want. Oh, in a client. yeah. I mean, they were there to have fun. They were more happy when somebody else got a bear than they were if they got one themselves. You know, it was mm-hmm. uh, great guys to have in camp. Awesome. And uh, the second ten days, we had a couple of return guys that have hunted with us before. Uh, give a shout out there to, to Tim and Travis and Travis's brother Ole. Uh, Ole was a first timer with us, but uh, Travis and Tim both killed bears. Uh, we just yeah, and you got both of them moose two years two ago. years yeah two years ago yeah yeah so so they had but, to be pretty happy with yeah. your service <laughs> <laughs> yeah they think I'm they think I'm pretty good at doing what I'm doing I try to tell them I just got a horseshoe in my back pocket but. <laughs> But yeah, so we we couldn't have asked for six better clients. And, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and everything just went about as good as it could. Um, the first client that I had was Chad, uh, and the first day in camp, we were, you know we we're sitting there the night before, just introducing each other, getting to, you know talking and stuff, and everybody's asking what we we're doing. I'm like, well, I'm just gonna drift the river, you know, and maybe I'll stop and check that moose if no one else gets to it before we get there. 
we had a moose down about oh, 15 miles below camp and you know, everybody's like yeah that's fine if you go down there and check that we'll check this other one up this way and yada yada you know just putting together our game plan and chad kind of spoke up he's like well i want to go with you and check that i'm like no, all right whatever it hadn't been hit yet so it was just a, a, a place to go while we floated the river in the morning mm-hmm. to get started well by the time we we drifted that 15 miles it was i don't know one o'clock in the afternoon by the time we got down there and i got down close to it and i was looking to where it was at because it was just like stuck in a bunch of brush off the side of the river in a little back eddy and i'm looking and i'm like i don't see it you know something's changed you know and the closest shoreline to where it was at was to the right as we pulled in so i was looking over there trying to see if i could see where something got piled up over there on that bank and we're slowly getting closer and closer to it and i don't know we weren't 30 yards at this point and i wasn't seeing anything there and i turned my eyes back to the left and it just so happened dumb luck chad the client for no reason just that he did the same thing he looked to the right first because that was the closest land because this moose was just floating and this tangled up in some weeds and stuff and as we turned and looked back to the left he was there still trying to he had just got to it and swam it across the slough and was trying to drag it up onto the, <laughs> onto said, the shoreline. Said, they'll make a mess trying to, like, hide this thing. Oh, yeah. It. It'll look like someone came in with a mini excavator. That's insane. Yeah. And uh, so he was on it, trying to get it secured and out of the water onto the shoreline when we got there. So you knew and, he was probably going to be back. Uh, so when we saw him, it's like, holy crap, he's there he is. And But it was... It's so fast, it's, you know, yeah. just, it wasn't like you were going to get a shot at it. Do they spook pretty easy when you're floating down the river? You know, sometimes, they, usually they do. I mean, they don't like boats, but uh, you never know. I mean, you have, every bear is different. They all have their own personality. So, but so he kind of ran off and we're like, well, let's just get pulled over here. You know, the way that there's like a little peninsula of ground that kind of came down along the edge of the slough, we were able to pull the boat back behind stashed the boat away we came back down and just kind of set up in the brush 50 yards from from it across the water and said we're just going to sit here for a little bit and see how bad we spooked them because you know sometimes they'll come right back in 10 15 minutes well we sat there for a couple of hours and he never came back and uh i'm looking at chad and i'm like what time is it? it's like you know three o'clock three thirty I'm like, you know, we really need to get a blind built here so that we can hide well. And at that point, it doesn't make much sense to run all the way back up to camp, mm-hmm. which is, you know, against the current, going to be almost an hour run, 45-minute run. And then you got to come back down. You're making that much more noise. We said, you know, we're just going to we're gonna build a nice little blind here, get set up, and we're just going to sit till dark. Dark's 1130 this time of year up there, 12 o'clock. And then we'll just plan on sitting until dark and see if he comes back. And, well, lo and behold, at about 8 o'clock, he showed back up. And uh, and he come in. When, when he left, you know, I looked at him, and I just got a quick look at him, and he looked, you know, like your typical brown bear, you know, that brown color, nothing real dark, nothing real light, but, but he was wet, you know, so that kind of darkened darker. him up a little bit. When he came back, 
He was perfectly dry, all fluffy, blonde as could be. Really? And he, oh, and he looked huge because he was all fluffed all up. Fluffed up. <laughs> all he's like the Bugs Bunny hair monster. You know? <laughs> and uh, he come in. I'm like, holy cow, that's a better bear than I thought it was. You mm-hmm. know, and we're, you're looking through the blind that you built now, so it's not like you got a clear look at him. And uh, Chad's like, Jesus, I think he's nine feet. I'm like, God, he he might be. You know, I mean, it's, it's like. He's a good. He's a really good bear. We need to shoot this bear. Well, he was really relaxed, and we were really well hidden. We built quite a wall of a blind. I mean, there was no way he was going to see us, and we just had little baseball-sized holes cut in it that we oh, could wow. peek that we could peek through. And he's like, "I got to get some pictures." So he puts his gun down, pulls <laughs> up his his uh, well, cell you phone. You figure he'll as long as you guys don't spook him, he'll be there for a while. Oh yeah, he? he's coming to eat. You know, yeah. He's, he, he so hadn't you, taken two bites out of this moose yet because we bumped him. And, uh, hey, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a podcast with Uncle Frank without a phone going off. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> there. there, it's off now. Perfect. No sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a busy guy. You are. But, uh, yeah, so he's going to be there a while. So he pulls out his phone and starts taking video of it. That's cool. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, this is kind of cool. This is great because usually we, you know, you see something and guys are You've shooting. You've got half them. a second before. Yeah, before, yeah, the guns are going off and, you know, you haven't even had a chance to really yeah. evaluate what happened. And Chad's just as relaxed as can be. He's taking pictures and, you know, the bear starts monkeying with that carcass again. And, you know, we go from crouch behind the blind taking pictures through the little peak holes and, and video to now we're standing behind the blind. Mm-hmm. And he's still filming it. I mean, he we watched this bear for a half an hour. Really? How far were you from it? Fifty yards. Wow. That's Fifty awesome. yards. And from a eight plus foot bear, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. It turned out to be just over eight feet. Is what it turned out to be. Uh, it was kind of fun, and, and, and I kind of blew the call on that one. I thought it was a bit, little bit bigger than that, uh, but it was. It was just. It was all dry and. But you said and, though, if it's over eight foot, that's. Still oh no! It was. Yeah. It was. Oh no! Bear. It was still a good bear to shoot. I mean, I would never tell someone not to shoot that bear. You know. And he'd never shot one before and stuff. and But, I mean, we decided early that it was a bear he was going to shoot. And uh, and then we just commenced to watching it for half an hour. And he's got all this video of it, pictures of it. And we're watching it wrestle with this moose and chew on it and crunch bones. And At what point did he decide, okay, I'm going to grab my gun now? Well, <laughs> we got to the point where we were standing completely up. He did finally put his phone down and got his gun up. And now we're kind of got our our head and shoulders are above the blind mm-hmm. and, but the bears had been there long enough. Now he's, he's comfortable. He's, he's looking focused. at the, yeah, he's not paying. He's not looking around anymore. He's paying attention. So Chad's ready to shoot it at any point in time and stuff. And we're starting to talk and we're actually starting to get a little louder, but, and he would have shot it probably 10 minutes earlier than what he did. 15 minutes earlier than what he did. But the way the bear was positioned, he was facing us with his hind legs up above his head so you were like shooting through his face your best shot was to shoot him right in the head mm-hmm. you know or you're going to try to slide one up above him and spine him or you know this wasn't and, a good shot which no it's not ideal because if if you miss the spine now you're going to hit one lung and a one lung bear. bear can go a long ways you know and you, you really want that broadside shot so that you can take both lungs out you mm-hmm. take both their lungs out and I'm telling you, they'll be within 50 yards of, of where they're at. They'll spin and pop a little bit right there. And then they, if they do try to get out of there, they don't go far when they can't breathe. 
So we're sitting there looking at it, and he's like, well, maybe I should just try to slide one into his spine there. And I'm like, You've been sitting here he's not hour. going he's not anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Let's just be patient, you know. I mean, yeah, he's going to move he, at some point. He will give us that ideal shot, you know. He's relaxed. We're relaxed. Let's just let it happen. And like I said, it took about 30 minutes, but it finally did. And, uh, and I think what happened is we started to make a little more noise talking. Mm-hmm. And he Forget started just kind of looking around a little bit more like, am I hearing something? He's still looking you know? at the carcass, but, but he's still focused a little on bit, that. And then yeah. he kind of stood up and then he turned broadside and Jed shot. I mean, he hit him as perfect as you could dead center, top to bottom. And you know, a few inches behind the front shoulder. And I, a lot of his, like that initial adrenaline of seeing the bear and everything probably had ran out. So he probably oh, was it did, with, without a doubt. He was, he was way more calm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, he shot it and the bear stood up on its hind legs and did about three pirouettes and went to bail out the back behind the moose and was still on his hind legs as he started to bail and actually broke his leg. And when he broke his leg, he went down like a tree and uh, fell right into a puddle of water that was about two feet deep, (laughs) you know, 10 yards behind the moose carcass. Of course, that's where he fell. (laughs) Now now he's in a bunch of water and stuff. So we get over there and uh, now he went from this nice, blonde fluffy bear to this water soaked brown bear again and mm-hmm. and the ground shrinkage was like oh crikey now he looks like he's seven feet you yeah know? <laughs> but went we got from him nine on. to seven <laughs> went real from quick. nine to seven and then when we were all done with him he was back to eight so <laughs> <laughs> it uh but chad was pretty excited and it was it was i mean i really enjoyed it because we had so much footage of him yeah, you know, yeah. that's just typically not the way things now, happen you- Will you get any of that footage? Is he going to email it to you? Or? Oh yeah, yeah. I got actually. I just I just got back into town here a few days ago. Yeah, I haven't yeah, even had a week. chance to to start following up with the guys that were in camp, and and I got to give him a, a call. And and uh, I tell all the clients the same thing. Every everybody I ever get in camp, I said the only thing I'll ever ask from you is pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to send me pictures. That's all I ever want. So, and he will. I, I'll get pictures from him. And and uh, his one buddy Rance uh, shot a nice bear. Uh, actually a little bit bigger just a couple inch bigger you know it's probably an eight three eight four bear something like that but about about the same kind of caliber bear he shot a few days later and so that was opening night for chad right that was opening night for chad so he's on a 10-day hunt and we're eight hours in and he's done that's how you were last year with bears you had one hunter that was there for less than 24 hours another guy was in and out and you've just been killing it on so the bears did, lately. did chad stay for the 10 days yeah he, he actually he bought another license and, oh, he did. That's cool. Uh, and, well, and and he said, I goes, I really don't need to shoot another bear, and I don't want to shoot one until the other guys get one. He goes, but I don't want to be riding around this river for the next nine days see a ten and four. float up on a 10-foot bear and not be able to shoot it. You know, it's kind of ridiculous. So he goes, mm-hmm. I'll just buy a license, and we'll go for them. Bo- you know, we went for a couple walks out on the tundra and glassing for bears out there, and he's like, this is really cool, but he goes, kind of like them boat rides <laughs> so, <laughs> a lot less walking in the boat so, well he was in good shape i mean he mm. he does a lot of black bear hunting down in north carolina okay. so he's he was in shape to walk it wasn't that it just he kind of liked the drifting down the river and seeing the scenes and you know mm-hmm. when we're doing that you're always looking for other carcasses for the other guys and stuff yeah. like that so but uh but it was a real good deal and then uh so he had to get his bear out of there like i said so that carcass could could heat back up hopefully did it did you once you killed that one did you get anything else going on yeah, at that yes we actually did uh one of the other guys in that group jj brad was taking care of jj and jj wanted to kill one with a bow in the worst kind of way 
Well, I guess that'd be and, the spot then. And no, that was our that was a good option right there. And uh, so they started paying attention to it, and you know there really wasn't hardly anything just missing from that moose because that bear just started just on started it, yeah. on it. So, and he had it anchored real nice to the beach. Now you know he got pulled up right where we needed it. So it was really a good situation. So. They were keeping an eye on it. Uh, Bo had found a, a moose carcass about six or eight miles from camp. And uh, him and Rance were hunting on that one. And Rance, you're going to take a little bit of abuse here. I hope you forgive me. But uh, about six days into the season, that moose heated up pretty good. And Bo and Rance went down there one morning, no, one evening. And lo and behold, there was really good boar on it. And Rance pulled up, took a poke at him, and pow! Clean miss. <laughs> Swing and a miss. But you got to go up there and check. So now you're kind of really running the bear off, mm-hmm. you know, going through the area. And, uh, they gave it the old Boy Scout try and look, but they didn't never raised oh, a hair off of it. So hmm. Rance was a little down there, you know. So yeah. the, next, the next morning, you know, we were talking that night, and it's like, well... I mean, you got to keep going back and checking, but, you know, That's it's, it's one thing to bump the bear off by floating by him on the boat or something like that. But when you start shooting at him and go and then you around go traipsing on. all over his bed there and stuff like that, it, you know, if they come back, it usually takes a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So Chad said, well, I want to go with Bo and Rance in the morning and they're going to go down there and check that. He goes, I want to go with go with ranch do you mind i'm like no you can go anywhere you want i don't care it's, you know the hunt's theirs you know, they can yeah. do however they want to handle it so they go down there and lo and behold the bear's back <laughs> and as they get into position the bear stands up on its hind legs 40 yards away 50 yards away and rance pulls up and pow swinging a miss number two and off goes the bear same Man. bear two shots 12 hours apart nice <laughs> <laughs> and Chad's standing there going, you missed. I can't believe you missed. The whole bear was standing there and you missed. The whole bear was standing there. <laughs> he immediately gets on the sat phone and starts calling everybody back home in North Carolina. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so Rance is really down at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'm so, sure he so feels they come terrible. Back to, he, they come back to camp and they recheck the gun, sight it in again to make sure it's fine. Well, Was it? That's, it was driving tax at 70 yards, I mean. So it was him. They, they, it wasn't yeah. the gun. They, they, when they came to camp, they shot, and they were, they were hitting a, a one-inch, maybe inch-and-a-half square target at uh, <laughs> at 70 yards, just keyholing it. So the two misses came. He checked it. He was still keyholing it. and Had to blame him know, on that. <laughs> it's like, and, and Rance is just is beside himself. You know, oh, yeah, like, I can't. Yeah, it's... And, you know, we're all sitting there in camp going, man, you, you got the gift of gifts, you know. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, like, he can't be mad at you guys. Oh, it's, no. Oh, he wasn't. Oh, no. The, like I said, these guys yeah. were as, I mean, they, they got it. They understood it's his hunting. I mean, they, they knew how things worked. They picked up on it really quick, really well. So it's, you know, I don't know, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and they're going to grab a bite to eat, and they've got nothing else to really do. Other there's than, no salmon in the river or anything. Right. Sort. So then it's like, you know, we can go float the river. We can go check the tundra. And he's like. Let's just go sit on that carcass. It's like that bear ain't coming back. You shot at it twice. Yeah, he's you, gone. <laughs> you traipsed all over his bedroom twice. That bear ain't coming back. You know. Well, we go no other place to go. Let's just go sit there tonight and feed mosquitoes. 
So they go down there, and lo and behold, that bear is back again. He just wanted to die. <laughs> and Rance made it count this time. He killed it. It didn't go 20 yards. <laughs> and it was dead. Oh, that's so, awesome. Oh, yeah. It was like he was just meant to get that bear. And, yeah, and, obviously. Uh, that's cool, though, that, like, you know, you guys are the guides. You know how this stuff works. Tried telling them there's no sense in going nope. back. And, He's like, now nah, what the hell? <laughs> yep. And, and it, I mean, if, if you would have told me that scenario was going to play out before the season, I'd have told you you're nuts. It's just that, that's that not never, how it works. That's not how it works. It never happens that way. You know, you know, you, you got the gift the second time around, but to well, sit there and just keep shooting at them. I guess it, it could be, you know, like you said, you guys had a really hard time finding carcasses this year, which yep. the bears probably are having a hard time. So if, you know, it's, he knows that somebody's trying to kill him over there, but if he don't eat that moose, he's going to yeah. die. I think he felt he was pretty safe. The guy couldn't shoot very well. So. <laughs> Safest place was right in front right. of that gun. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, do you so, yeah, think so. they're smart enough to realize that someone shooting at them is trying to kill them? I, I, no, I don't think that's what goes through a bear's head. It, it knows it's been disturbed. It knows it's been harassed and it knows it's uncomfortable, but, no, they're, they're still animals. They don't process things the way we mm -hmm. do, you know. Uh, you know, years ago, I was sitting on a on a moose kill with a client, and uh, we were sitting there, you know, watching for something to come in, and we knew something had been chewing on it a little bit, but we didn't think it was a bear just yet because it wasn't getting buried. So we sat down, and he was hoping to shoot a bear is what he really wanted. And we sat there, and we started watching it, and, about an hour and a half in, the Wolverine showed up. Well, he had a whole pocket full of tags for different stuff. Back mm -hmm. then, we could shoot a lot of different critters. And uh, he goes, am I allowed to shoot that? I says, well, yeah, you got this tag and this tag. I said, you, you, know, you don't have a Wolverine tag, but you got a caribou tag you can put on it. Mm -hmm. And you know, That's so, what like, I like about Alaska. You, 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 can, you can tag down. If you have a tag that's worth more than the tag of the animal you see. Are you talking see, about... Uh, monetary value? Yes. Yeah. So if yes. you have a bear tag that costs $1,000, a moose tag only costs $800. So if you have a bear tag, you can, you can put it on a moose. moose. You can shoot so, the moose and put the tag on it. So okay, is the, I'm going to just real quick, I'm going to divert for a question. Yep. When you go to Alaska in the fall, do you recommend they all buy bear tags? It depends on what you're hunting. You know, some because guys, some, well, no, because if you have no interest whatsoever in a bear, you know, some guys will just buy a moose tag. So that's. Because there is, uh, but if, if there's think, overlap, isn't there? Oh yeah, yeah. The seasons are in at the same time. So I mean, if you think you're willing to shoot a bear, by all means, buy the bear tag. It's only two hundred dollars more. You already spent. A yeah, lot yeah, yeah. The money, the money was getting there, and, and yeah, paying for the outfitter. So you might as well have the bear tag, and then you can still shoot the moose. You can shoot a bear, and and then if you want to buy another tag, you, can, you know, you can buy another tag. So, but it all depends on what how set you are on a particular animal. So. Hey, but anyway, so this guy says, fine, I'm going to shoot that wolverine. He shoots the wolverine, you know. And he asks me, he goes, do you think that's going to screw everything up? I'm like, there's nothing else around, just that wolverine, you know. Animals don't go, bang, oh, someone just shot my buddy. You know, I heard the <laughs> shot a mile away, you know. It's, mm -hmm. you know if, they they're allowed if they're not in close proximity to it, it doesn't. Not on their yeah, radar. Yeah, it's not on their radar. So he shoots this wolverine. I kind of walk across the slough. We ain't. 35 yards from it i could get across there in my hip boots i dragged the wolverine back before i was done skinning the wolverine while we were sitting in the blind a wolf showed up <laughs> now there ain't too many critters more sketchy than a wolf about just mm -hmm. coming Human into some place they're uncomfortable 
and he had a wolf tag and he's like what do you think i'm like shoot it standing right there so he shoots this wolf so now i'm walking back across the slough i grab the wolf up i drag it back across i finish skinning off the wolverine start working on the wolf get the wolf all done up and about a half hour after the wolf was skinned off a bear showed up he shot a bear <laughs> so one evening we killed three critters and wow. it's oh well, you tell me how much they worry about gunshots yeah you know if they're not in close proximity you know they just they don't process yeah. things the way animals don't process it yeah the way we do you know when you shoot at that bear and miss him he hears a loud bang generally generally sees you at that point and wants out of there because he correlates that bang to you now and then you run up there to make sure you didn't hit him so you're really disturbing him but it's more your presence all of a sudden he's smelling you hearing you he doesn't know that bang meant a bullet just went by his head yeah or through the trees 20 yards from him <laughs> good a shot you were wherever it may have ended up <laughs> you know so they just don't process things that way they they just know comfortable and uncomfortable you know it's that plain and simple so but uh, but then eventually chad's moose heated back up and jj and brad got down there and they had two nights in a row they had a bear trying to come in and with that bow we had to get jj set up a little bit closer to the carcass and there just wasn't that ideal archery set situation mm-hmm. for a brown but, bear what are you guys comfortable like where are you trying to get yardage wise i like shot? to see guys at 40 yards or less you know um i know it's a big target and you know 50 yards is very doable even 60 yards is very doable you know but every 10 yards you add you know, like you said, he, I just got done telling you about a guy that missed one with a rifle at the same distance. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I've seen a lot of a lot of critters missed at very short ranges with rifles. You throw a bow in their hand, you know, that excitement level's way up. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've known some pretty good archers to miss moose at 17 yards <laughs> that could hit a Dixie cup at 60 yards with their long No pressure. <laughs> right. When shooting targets and shooting critters. Very things change different. real fast yeah like they said that that excitement level goes up and and i get it because that's why I, you do you know, it i'm sitting there, i'm not even the one shooting it i'm excited yeah you know if you, if you don't get excited why are you out there mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly you know so but they had the bear tried to come in the one night the wind kept swirling on them and uh it just didn't work out they kind of got eyes on it but never had a shot opportunity the following night the bear tried to come in three times and the one time jj only needed like two more steps out of it and he was going to have a shot at it but again the wind just wasn't, wasn't right. working and uh then the, the bear just couldn't tolerate that you know he could tell he knew that something, that something was up he could smell him he, he just yeah. was like, so then he ended up just vacating Shut and never off came after back that. And, so jj if he would have had a rifle i mean and we had one there for him if he would have picked it up he could have could have killed the bear with a rifle he just couldn't get it with the bow and uh but they all went home happy. It was all good. Yeah, know? I mean, if, so, if you know, if he would have went and shot it with the rifle, he'd have been wondering forever if you know maybe yeah if, maybe, maybe I the next got day with my or, bone. that's yeah. So I mean, like I said, in his mind, he was happy. He knew what he wanted to do, and he was close. And it's just the way it plays out sometimes. So, mm-hmm. so like I said, two for three with that first group of guys. Uh, Bo and Rance got theirs. Chad and I did. Brad and JJ were really close. Uh, it was just a great camp great hunt great people can't wait to see him again uh 
looking forward to them you know mm-hmm. Do they sound like they're going to be return customers or yeah i think uh i think that's a given i think that's a given they, they it's wild how happy. often you get return customers because a lot of people think of like those alaska hunts as like a once in a lifetime sort of thing and for a lot of people it is but mm-hmm. you still have a, ver- a very good handful of people that come back every year yep for those hunts yeah. No, there's some very successful people out there, some pretty smart businessmen out there that enjoy the outdoors, and and uh, kudos to them for working hard and mm-hmm. and making their way in this world because they can afford to enjoy those luxuries. And yeah, you got to kind of admire those people. That, yeah, get well, I mean, to do you, that stuff. You're a part of that. the business for them, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, you know, you provide that service. Yeah. From, no, you know, no. So you have to have customers. So yeah. it's always no. good to have a repeat guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no. Alaska Elite Outdoors is doing a bang up job up there. Mike, uh, Mike Vanstrom's, he puts it's everything he, he's got into it. And, and I tell you what, since you started working with him a couple it, years ago, you guys have, the success rate gets, has been ridiculous. Yeah. No, we've done very well. And, and Mike puts everything he has right back into, into the business. He wants it to be a top notch class. Mm-hmm. Class Alaska app. Elite, right? Yeah. No, and he wants it to be that way, and he he does everything he can to make it that way. So it's it's been a pleasure working for him. It really has. Mm-hmm. So look forward to every season with him. Yeah, but I still so. I always chuckle the way that that relationship started down at Harrisburg. Yeah, all because Whitey wanted to go to the sports yeah. show. Yeah, <laughs> didn't feel like going by myself. So because <laughs> no, I, I swore I'd never go back to that sports show again. I got so sick of working it. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, I was working it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, that was a good deal. It's, it's worked out really, really good. Very, mm-hmm. very lucky. Very fortunate. So, so then you had your next group of hunters. How much time did you have between them? A day uh, or two? J- or? Just a day. Uh, so when uh, when the North Carolina boys left, uh, we got them out one morning. Uh, we had actually had the next day off. And then it was late that evening that mm-hmm. everybody else... The, Did you guys find any more moose or uh, caribou or anything to hunt off of, or were you just sticking Brad, with the same? Brad and JJ had found a caribou, all right? And Bo and Rance found that moose. So mm-hmm. when we first got there, you know, I mean, Brad had only been up a day or two ahead of us. He had found the one moose. Mm-hmm. But there was still a lot of ice coming down the river. Matter of fact, Brad about died up there because he come around really? a bend and and hit an iceberg and i mean folded the boat up pretty oh, bad. Really? oh yeah that that boat you almost died in yeah it's got a u-turn in the middle of it now from the iceberg he hit nice <laughs> <laughs> well so, that's pretty scary yeah that boat's a little jinx so yeah we need to get rid of that he, thing uh, he shaved a bunch of rivets off the bottom of it it was leaking like a sieve oh, really? and he actually fortunately had a bunch of self-tapping like quarter inch self-tapping screws mm-hmm. and he ran about a dozen of those and all the missing rivets because <laughs> it looked more like when he hit that sheet ice looked like it, a sprinkler it, coming out of the yeah it looked like he turned the boat into a colander and <laughs> caved in the one side of the boat and uh limped her back down 90 well actually about 115 miles from where he was at back to aquak jeez and, uh, Pulled her in and said, Mike, I made a strainer out of your boat. <laughs> <laughs> this one's junk. <laughs> I, can, I can only imagine Brad. Yeah, I'm sure Brad was a little more colorful about it than oh, that. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brad, Brad's never just kind of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, we got a, got a little bit of time off. 
uh, kind of get camp cleaned back up and put in order and get ready for uh, our next three guys. And as you had alluded to, uh, two of them had hunted with us a couple years ago while Whitey was up in camp with us. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Tim and Travis. Uh, Tim is from Colorado, the Denver area. Uh, Travis is from northern Michigan. northern Michigan. Not the Are they buddies? U not the UP. Yeah. yeah. And they couldn't be more north and south night yeah, and day they are each other. Complete opposite. But they <laughs> they happened to bump into each other on a mountainside in Colorado elk hunting one time and for whatever reason Travis and Tim hit it off and they've been friends ever since and they travel around hunting together and That's cool. And uh so I had them what was that, two thousand nineteen? Yeah. I think that was our first year up there with yeah. Mike. Mm-hmm. And uh both Travis and uh Tim shot moose that year with us, and Travis wounded a bear uh, on the very last day, last minute kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it was the last minute. Real, I mean, we were out in it all day. It was a real nasty, rainy, shitty, windy day, and we hunted all day long right till nightfall. And just before dark, we got a crack at one, and uh, it just didn't pan out. So they came back this year with the hopes of killing some bears, and uh, Travis brought his brother Ollie. I uh, got to meet Ollie. Ollie's a good guy. Ollie was actually a uh, MMA fighter. Oh, yeah? 69 fights. Hmm. Only lost nine. That's a pretty good record. Yeah. No, he did. Uh, and he was mainly like a fill-in guy, kind of warm-up yeah. fighter guy. But he won some pretty good fights. And, hmm. That's uh, wild. And that was kind of cool talking to him about that. Did, you and, talk, did he have like a boxing background, a wrestling background? How uh, did he mostly, mostly boxing. He kind of just – but he was – He's just one of them tough, scrappy guys. Scrappy guys. I mean, he's probably 165, 75 pounds, you know, somewhere in there when he's in shape. And but, uh, but yeah, he just, you know, some people just like to fight. And that was, <laughs> he that, was that, one that, of that was Ollie, you know, and he just loved that stuff. So he was a lot like Travis, very comical, very, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, you know, always got something to say, always got a smart comment for everything. Yeah. So uh, again, great group of guys. So, obviously, Tim, uh, he wanted to hunt with me, and mm -hmm. Brad kind of really wanted to hunt with Travis. So, that's how that went, and Ollie ended up hunting with Bo. Mm -hmm. And uh, all, the, all the carcasses were kind of cold to start. You know, we, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, uh, Bo's, Bo's moose carcass hadn't heated back up with anything yet. Uh, you know, that one that J.J. and Brad were messing with kind of ran off and never came back. And it had days to come back. It was real slow. And we had a uh, a caribou carcass that had just gotten hit. Not real hard, but something was monkeying around with it. So Brad and Travis went down to, to that the first night just to kind of try to get eyes on, on what was what was there. Well, it turned out a seven-and-a-half-foot bear showed up, and Travis is like, that's a pretty looking bear. It's good enough for me. And pow, his first night out. Nice. Cracks one. I mean, if so. you're, I mean, especially like somebody like myself, and if you've never seen a brown bear, I have a feeling they all look huge. Like the first one you see before, but if you've never had a, another one to compare it to, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's easy to, yeah, a seven to get, and a half foot bear looks ginormous yeah, to especially me. Especially when you're only 50, 60 yards from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you just got done telling, hearing all the stories about this bear attack and that bear attack. So, <laughs> you know, and the long and the short of it, more people get killed by moose every year than bears. Yeah. But, uh, 
but no, so there is that, that level of excitement always makes things look bigger than they are. And, and like you said, anybody can fall victim to that. It's, oh, uh, yeah. you know, but uh, we always try to tell guys, you know, we're not going to talk you into an animal or out of an animal. I'll just tell you what it is. What matters to me is that it's one illegal animal. That's the most important thing. You know, I tell guys beforehand, you know, that eight foot mark is kind of where I think you should be. Shouldn't be letting those ones walk. Yeah, you shouldn't let them ones walk. Not where we're at. You know, we're not down on Kodiak Island. We're not on the lower peninsula, you know, down there on the islands or something like that. So, uh, and like I said, we get our nines and tens and stuff like that, but an eight foot bear is a good representation of the species where we are. So, you know, I, I tell the guys, I'm going to tell you what I think that is. You know, I'm going to give you my best estimation of the size of the bear. I'm going to tell you if it's legal first. And then after that, it's up to you. You know, if you're happy with what you see, you know, and I just got done telling you it's a seven and a half foot bear. It's nothing special. And you decide you like it and you shoot it as long as you're happy. That's all I care. If you're happy, you did I'm your happy. job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, that's all that matters. So, and Travis seemed like he was pretty happy with it. So good deal for him, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tim and I actually could hear the shot that the, oh, yeah. those two carcasses were only about three miles apart. And, uh, so we could hear the shot, so we kind of got the in-reaches going, and they're like, yeah, we got one, and Tim's like, well, let's go down. He goes, we don't need to sit here. He goes, I want to go see what Trav got. You know, they, mm-hmm. Again, Buddies, another group yeah. of guys happy for the other guy. Yeah. You know, it's so nice to see Yeah, that, you, you love know? to see We that. do the same thing you know, here with deer or turkey or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, all right, all right let's, mm-hmm. let's go over and check this. Yeah, I will out. gladly yeah. end my hunt to come yeah, help they, you with yours or come see what you got yeah, or something. Yep, yeah. and we had two weeks in a row of that. It's yeah, like, it's nice. so refreshing because we've had the exact opposite. You know, mm-hmm. someone shoots something and the, their buddy's like bitter because they weren't first. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> you can't be happy for your friend you came yeah. up here hunting with? Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just, so like I said, it was really nice to have, two groups in a row that were truly happy for the other guy yeah that's nice yeah so we we quit our hunt that night just to go down there and see how that worked out and uh got back and everybody showed up for pictures and skinning and the whole nine yards so it was it was kind of nice and then uh things stayed cold for a couple days and then i think it was day four day five tim and i got down to that moose carcass. Now it's the same one Chad shot one off of. The same one that JJ had a chance on. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, we got a got a bear on it. You know, and, and we have we try to get cameras on stuff. And I we had a couple pictures on the camera, but none of them were like the kind of picture you could Definitive get a good yeah good. I mean, it's like that looks like a decent bear, but I can't really. Mm-hmm. You know, I got like a half a head here. I got a rear end here, and mm-hmm. you know, just not what you need to get a good judge on but i'm like well i think he's big enough we got to get eyes go on look him. at him yeah, yeah. we got to get eyes on him so we went down there in the first night nothing went back the second night and he come in and uh it turned out it was ended up being an eight and a half foot bear uh it was eight six or eight seven is what it actually nice. squared out at so but he come in and uh unlike chad Tim was ready in a heartbeat, pulled up and pow. And <laughs> <laughs> the very hits the bear and another perfect shot just behind the front shoulder, center mass up and down, double lunged him. Bear kind of up on its hind legs, pirouetted and went back behind the bait, died in the exact same puddle. That Did Chad's it really? Bear. Yep, it was in the same puddle. We looked at the clock. 
they were shot within two minutes of each other. Really? Yep. Tim's was at about 7.58. Chad shot his at 8 o'clock. That's wild. Yep. Died in the same puddle. <laughs> so, you know, at that point, you know, the word goes out. We got one down. Everybody quits hunting, comes down, wants to be a part of the whole, That's cool. you know, charade and stuff. And yeah, again, yeah, right. It's, it is kind of Makes cool. it a lot more fun. Yep. So now the only one we got left for four days, five days into a 10 day hunt, the only one we got left now is Ollie. And, uh, Things just stayed cold. It started getting really hot for the second season. Really? I mean, we had a lot of 70, 75, almost 80-degree days. Oh, wow. The mosquitoes were getting really Unbearable. Unbearable. And, uh, you know, Bo and Ollie, they were hunting hard. I mean, they were out constantly. You mm-hmm. know, and we've only got about four hours of dark this time of year where we were at. So you don't get a lot of sleep. You mm-hmm. know, you end up napping on stand sometimes, you know, stuff yeah. like that. but. But they were hitting it pretty hard. And then with about three days left, the moose carcass that Bo had got hit. And that one that Tim had just shot his off of got hit again. So now we got those two carcasses hit lit back up. And we don't have a good picture of either bear at these two mm-hmm. carcasses. So it's like, where do we go? Yeah. Well, just because Bo had been setting up on that other one, he was more comfortable with getting in and out of there and that setup. He's like, well, let's go there the first night just to see what that is. It's close. We can stay late because it's closer to camp, and we'll see what that one does. So that's what their plan was. Bear never came back in. Uh, The following morning, Tim and I went down and checked that lower moose carcass because they went and sat on the upper one again in the morning. Mm-hmm. Well, now we had a picture. We had a bunch of pictures. Oh, he was there all night. <laughs> and he was a good, I mean, he was a stud. He was an honest nine, maybe really? better bear. And Bo and Ollie literally camped there for the last 48 hours. They really? took about three hours off to pull over to the, we had a spike camp down there. They went and crashed in there for a few hours. I mean, we'd run them down food and whatever they needed, we'd slip in and, you know, Mm-hmm. take care of him and stuff and that bear just would not show back up he had and, his fill that night well and i think part of it was you know we were getting to the end of may breeding season's right around the corner and i think he came in there and monkeyed around for an hour ate a little bit and i think he was, was just, on his way i think he was cruising looking for a sow to breed more than more than he was worried about food. Happened upon a meal while he was doing that. Yep, that's that's honestly what I think happened. But but Bo and Ollie put in as hard of two days as I've ever seen anybody put in, grinding mm. out on a stand feeding mosquitoes. Yeah. And uh, it just didn't. And Ollie was another one, wanted to kill his with a, with a bow. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, just with that bow, you're a little more exposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're a Makes little more susceptible tougher. to being caught. And again, the wind wasn't ideal for them, but they they gave it the the old Boy Scout try. Mm-hmm. But it uh, two out of three again, uh, no lack of effort. Everybody hunted hard. Everybody got along really good. A lot of fun. Good. A lot of fun. It uh, the hard part's going to be having another season as enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> set you know, the bar it, high there. They did. Those guys set the bar very high for. For ideal clientele, mm-hmm. very high. So, but that was uh, that was spring brown bear with Alaska Elite Outfitters and Mike Vanstrom and nice. 
Uh, looking forward to the fall hunt. Moose and brown bear coming up. Will that up be here. the next time you go up, or is there That'll any be, somewhere? No, they're, they're, they're doing fishing trips up there right now. King season's going to be coming in here pretty quick, and the reds will be running, and uh, followed by the silver salmon. And so they'll, Mike's got fishing trips he offers up there, and uh, they'll be doing that all summer long. You, you don't get involved in that, though? I don't get involved in that. I got too much going on here at home that... You know, every now and then I have to get responsible <laughs> and uh, actually accomplish something in life. <laughs> Got to be an adult once in a while. Yeah, Are you going up in the fall? I might. I'd, pr- I'd probably have enough time to go up, so I might go up. I, I still haven't figured it out yet, but we'll see. We shall see. I'm good. So, yep, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Tell you what, I think I'd miss turkey season for Alaskan brown bear in a year. Yeah. I'll tell you what, this this particular <laughs> this spring hunt, it's it's fun when things are going good and there's activity. But I'll be honest with you, it's not the most exciting hunt. You you know, if if you're hell bent to just kill that bear, it uh it can be kind of boring. But if you if you just relax a little bit and Take it for what it is. Understand where your best opportunity is and enjoy the other things that are out there. You know, let's go for a walk on the tundra. We can glass, we can look, and we might find a bear out there. You know, let's enjoy some time running the river in the boat, looking Mm -hmm. for carcasses, watching to see what we can float up on. You know, enjoy that relaxing time. Get your sleep when you can sleep so you're not sleeping in the stand. Mm -hmm. You know, you're alert and stuff rather than doing the head bob and falling out of your you know tree stand and stuff like that uh take the hunt for what it is and it'll it'll, it's a it can be very enjoyable at that point but uh it it's it's very crucial your best bet is when we get those carcasses located and and get that that system in motion Mm -hmm. so but that's it fellas Thanks well, for having me. Yeah, appreciate you joining us. Yeah, anytime. Uh, you know, I always enjoy the Alaska episodes just because <laughs> I have yet to get up there. I know I really want to. I just it hasn't worked out. I got to build some time at work. Hey, and it ain't stuff. nothing but time and money. Yeah, and they make they, they make the money all the time. Yeah, they're always yeah. printing it. Lately, we've been yeah printing a lot. Yeah, yeah. Our, God, yeah, our government just prints it left well, geez, and right. It's gas prices right now. It's pretty <laughs> easy to get up there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll save that for. The evening news. Yeah. Uh, but again, thanks for joining us on the podcast nope. again. And, thanks for uh, having me. Uh, I guess we'll leave it at that. Um, All right. Stay outdoors, everybody.